Welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of Leader and Culture Development. I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. And we're excited to have you with us as we continue our journey through the simple truths of leadership. All right. Well, Shelby, how are you today? I'm good. And I'm back this week. Yes. Uh, yeah. Last week was not fun for me being sick. So, <laughs> when, you know, when is it ever? But uh, glad to have you back because I uh, I enjoy having another individual on here and it's not just me talking. So very happy to have you back with us yeah. this week. So Shelby, what are we talking about today? So this week is Simple Truth number 41 which is hashtag trust is always trending. Doing the right thing never goes out of style. Yeah, this is, you know, as you and I, we were talking beforehand, this is um, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that, and I know I've said that other ones were big ones as well, but I think what's important here is leadership and the study of leadership and styles and all of that. We all have them. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to do leadership. You know, we know that leadership is easy. Being a leader is hard. Yep. And what I love about this message and this lesson today is regardless, even if you don't know what you're doing, go back to the foundation of building trust. And that resonates into relationships. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to get us through. Yeah. So, um, back to your point of like, there's so many different things of leadership. I don't know if it was you or Steve that have said this, like Google leadership and think about how many millions of, you know, websites and definitions and everything pops up, but it all boils down to trust. Trust is the foundation of being a great leader. If you can't have trust or if you don't have trust in your team, then you're not going to be a great leader. You know, I, as you were talking there, um, full transparency, I did minimize this window and I went <laughs> over to Google and, and I did search and I got 5.3 billion oh my uh, responses. And now granted, are these 5.3 billion, you know, different styles of leadership? No, but right. We know that there's just so many ways to approach it. And, you know, it makes me think of a Dilbert, one of my favorite Dilbert comment, uh, comics. And it talks about the boss is uh, poking an employee with a pool cue. And the employee's like, what are you doing? And he says, leadership is mostly about guessing. And so I'm trying this or something along that. I mean, <laughs> I totally took all the comedic value out of that. But what they were getting at and what they were, you know, poking fun at was the fact that, you know, so much of what we do is really what's the best way to do that. Let's give this a try. But the bottom line is what gets us through is the trust that we build and the relationships that we develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sorry, go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say, you know, looking at the lesson Um, you know, what we see here is that great leaders understand they build trust through the consistency of their actions. They focus on doing the right thing, even when it's uncomfortable or unpopular. That's because they know there's never a right time to do the wrong thing. And so what they offer, and this is Blanchard and Connolly, is they offer is when you're tempted to jump onto the latest trending leadership 
leadership fad, consider staying consistent with the one thing that's always trending, which is trust. Yeah. Now, we know that Randy Connolly is he's an expert in this area. He gives mm -hmm. us models. He gives us a lot of great perspectives. But their making common sense, common practice model today is one that I absolutely love. And you made a connection that I hadn't thought about, but is important one. So let's dive into that. What we know is that our values drive our decisions. We, as servant leaders, we build trust because we are clear on the values that motivate our actions and guide our journey. You know, this goes back to starting with you. It goes back yeah. to an individual. You have to know who you are as a person. What do you stand for? What are the values at our core that define who you are? You know, and a great question that we ask is, what do you want to be known for? Or who do you want to be known as? And yeah. really being able to clarify. Now, I'm going to go over real quick, Shelby, the the five steps or actions. Yeah. And then if, if you're good with it, I want you to jump in and say, hey, you know what this sounds like? Mm -hmm. So here are the pieces of advice that Connolly and Blanchard give us. Number one, write a list of qualities that have meaning to you. So for example... Is it fairness, wisdom, generosity, courage, creativity, honesty, etc.? But identify what are the key qualities that are most important to you. Secondly, and assuming that this is going to be a longer list, I want you to narrow it down to the 10 most important in your life. And then when you're finished, I want you to choose three to five that are your top qualities. These are the things that you want to be known for. From there, rank them. What's your top? What's your second? What's your third? What's your fourth? What's your fifth? And then, and I love this part, finish the following sentence for each value. I am living according to this value whenever I... Or in other words, define uh, each value for yourself. So what does that look like for you? Well, you know, when we say honesty, uh, what does that mean? When we say creativity or flexibility or um, trustworthiness, what does that mean? And so go through, write down your list, drill it down to your top three to five, and then define those. I am living according to this value whenever I and fill in the blank. So Shelby, you had brought up a reference around, you know, this kind of reminds me of something. What, what was that that you were talking about? Yeah. So whenever I was reading this, my very first thought was that this reminds me of the values uh, summits that we do. You know, it's, it's like a micro summit with yourself. <laughs> and um, so it's really, really good to, you know, kind of figure out yourself. I know we think about it all the time. Yeah. I want to be trustworthy and I want to be, um, you know, have courage and I want people to know that I am generous and all of that, but what does it really mean? And what are the most important ones to you is, you know, something that I think we all should do and maybe not even just one time, but revisit. Uh, I mean, we do that with 
the value summit, you know, TTUHSC just had the values 2.0. So it's not like it has to be stagnant that this is all that you're ever going to be. But um, at this moment in your life, what is important to you? And I, I absolutely love that because that's the thing we talk about with our values. It's a journey. It's not a destination. That when I set my values, life is going to happen. We know that. It's going to ebb and it's going to flow. We're going to develop greater um, resiliency through life's challenges and opportunities. Uh, and, and so we need to be thinking about and reviewing, do these values still meet the needs for me today? And there's there's nothing wrong if they change. And I think that's right. the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I feel like it could almost be a step six, which is what we do in the value summit, is actually not just define each value, but what are the behaviors underneath that one that um, you know help us know when we are achieving that value. Okay, so what's an example then? Because, you know, I know on our value sheet, and maybe everyone listening might not understand, but generally we've got our value that is defined through a value summit, and then we define it as a group. Mm -hmm. We come to an agreed upon definition. And then underneath, there's generally some bullet points. And those would be what we reference as our guiding uh, behaviors. And so this is how we bring that value to life. So what's an example of some? Do you have anything available? Yeah. So uh, let's just take like people first. The definition under that is supporting those around us. So we know that the definition is supporting those around us. And that's how, you know, we know that we're going to be exemplifying people first. But what are the behaviors under that? Um, Acknowledge and respond to the needs of others. Inspire people to grow and learn. Be compassionate, kind, and willing to serve and actively engage with the community. So we know when we're behaving in those ways, we know that we're supporting those around us, which eventually gets us to the overall value of people first. Yeah, and I love that. And the reason we do that for the Value Summit is because so many people are going to be looking at and trying to determine how do they live people first. And so the guiding behaviors are there as an example. You know, it's not a, those aren't the only behaviors that you can do to bring that people first value to life. And I think it's the same thing. You know, you might not for your own individual values, write down the key behaviors, but I would actually make the case that you should. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a moment and you're reflecting and you're thinking about could I have handled that different? Could I have responded differently? Whatever it was, then you've got a reference to go back to. You know, hey, uh, I defined people first as this. And these are some of the behaviors I thought of when I wrote it. Again, knowing that it's not everything, but it's a good reminder. And having that ability to be able to remind ourselves of our values is so important because it can be easy to let them go off to the side. Yeah. And I think another important thing, you know, if we personally are finding our values and we list them out and defining how we live those values, it's easier for us to look at an organization's values and see how we fit in there, too. Um, Because we might have a different word for something, but 
it could have the same, you know, meaning to us that the organization is trying to um, get across. So. You know, and and it's such a great point when we're talking about how do we fit individual values into an organization's values. And, and I'm so glad you brought that up because we do need to call it out. Mm-hmm. You know, when we create the values and we work with the faculty, staff, and leaders of each university, and we're guiding them by just asking these questions and letting them really define what are the values, what are the behaviors, and all of that it's not uncommon for us to hear, yeah, but my personal values aren't those. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because you have to remember is that when we're looking at an organization, as uh, as an employee, a potential employee, a community member, a customer, I can look at those values and say, okay, this is what I can expect. Mm-hmm. And so then for us as individuals, if we don't have direct word for word alignment, Okay, well, then my question would be, how do the values that you've identified, how do those help your organization's values come to life? Mm -hmm. Because again, it's, we all bring something. So I could go on and on and on with that chain and I'll stop myself before (laughs) I get too far into it. But um, I just, I about the values. I think just a touch. (laughs) I don't know if you can sense that, but just a touch. (laughs) But overall, it takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're when we're putting together our values, know that they're not written in stone. These are things that are reminders and they're guideposts to be able to help us operate and live in a way that is the most meaningful for us. Mm-hmm. So, Shelby, as we wrap up this episode, what are your final thoughts? So, my final thoughts are that. Um, we do need to find what our personal values are, and it's not something that's going to, you know, just be something that we can just think up really quick. And it's going to take some time. It's going to have you reflecting on who you are, who you want to be. And once you find, oh my goodness, once you finish that, um, you'll be able to understand yourself better, your motivations, and your intentions. Wonderful. And I'm going to close, you know, kind of my final thoughts with the last sentence of the chapter or really the lesson here. Clarity in our values will lead to self-trust and help you build trusting relationships with people around you. And I think, you know, it's a great reminder that trust begins with us. We have to be able to trust ourselves before we can fully trust and commit to others. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Creating Us podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please let us know at jason.weber at ttu.edu. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. Take care. Bye.